with the chuck. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Bare Bones is back two days after Christmas and three days after our last show. Talk about productivity, huh? I hope everyone knew to tune in to our YouTube channel to listen to the Friday the 13th Nine Lives video commentary. I did not release it in the podcast app, so uh, I know it's not that hard to go to YouTube. <laughs> Or if you saw the movie at all, you know to go to that YouTube channel, and uh, that's where the video commentary is. So, yep, just type that in and go there, and you can see it. If uh, I'm sure nobody's confused, but if there are those few people. We're moving right along with the Child's Play franchise. We are now in Child's Play 3, 1991. Don Mancini is back to write this one, although he did say that Child's Play 3 is his least favorite child's play because he felt he was under too much pressure to begin writing the third film before the second one was even released. That's why this movie came out only nine months after Child's Play 2. And he said he was just so out of ideas soon after the second installment that he really didn't think he gave it a good go here. And he was toying with the idea of the whole multiple Chuckies thing, which you think would have made sense because when you see that blood of Chucky go into the swirling vat, you figure, well, why would all that just make one other Chucky, you know? So uh, I think the whole cult of Chucky idea was uh, swirling around, no pun intended, in his head um, before uh, the movie came out, but obviously that would be many, many, many years later, even after the curse of Chucky. So it's been eight years since the events of the second film, and now we see Andy as a teenager who's been enrolled in military school. Play Pal's toy company decides to re-release its good guys line, feeling that enough time has passed, the bad publicity has died down, and they just reuse the old materials from eight years ago. They figure, hey, it's already there, we can make some money without spending more money. I don't know if they just didn't do anything in this abandoned factory or whatever for eight years, and then, then picked up this Chucky doll that was all melted from the second movie, and then the blood burst out into the vat, which was making new ones now? Did he make a new one then? Like, I'm kind of confused. Like, all that stuff was sitting there just like that for eight years? Exactly like Like, nobody said, hey, we could, uh, you know, we're paying for the square footage here. We, we're paying a lot of taxes on this property. Let's get rid of this whole gigantic factory that we're not using for eight years and create a new line of toys. Nothing? In what world would that stuff ever sit there for eight years and then finally be picked up and let's start the machines up again, and uh, then the blood comes out, and then there's the new Chucky doll eight years later. Yeah, that that's a very strange start to this, but it's one of those things where if you're a horror fan, you don't look too much into how the guy came back to life. I mean, hell, half the time we're not even given an explanation. 
So they attempted to mix it up in this movie by advancing Andy's age and changing Chucky's focus to Tyler instead of Andy and getting us out of the homes and stuff. You know, first he was in that like New York apartment a lot and then he was in the foster weirdo parents home with 18 doors in the hallway. So they wanted to get out of that and they created, you know, this military academy to uh, change the setting a little bit, and I do appreciate that. It really does uh, make this movie more memorable. Like, you could always say, oh, the Military Academy one, you know? Another way they mixed it up is Justin Whalen is playing Andy Barkley this time. You know, they advanced Andy's age. Everyone felt that the whole Chucky going after young Andy thing was kind of played out after the first two movies, and it is... It would have been. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, it's a weird thing because even this movie itself can feel like they're just retreading kind of the same old thing despite their efforts to mix it up, you know? It's Chucky going after a kid, whether he be uh, Andy or not, and he's trying to get his body into the kid, as strange as that sounds. And, uh, you know, it's it's all that. And Andy is in the movie again. And, you know, nobody believes, you know. Oh, the dollars are... Oh, yeah, okay. Um, they didn't stress that too much. Um, just with a few... Yeah, I guess they did stress it, didn't they? They did say it about three or four times. Uh, yeah, okay, so it's all the same stuff again. But, you know, it's one of those things where I don't mind that. Because if I'm willing to watch Child's Play one or two again and again then I'm surely willing to watch a new movie with that same things I like uh, with a little bit of a difference to them. I mean, it's the same old thing with all the big ones. Freddy, Michael, Jason, Leatherface. I mean, those movies are almost identical over and over, just in a worse way. The Leatherface ones. So you can't fault this movie for, for reasons like that. And like I said, they did make an attempt, and I don't mind that. I watch all these Jason movies, and it's all the same damn thing over and over. But it, it doesn't matter. It's What that means is the formula works. I'd like to see a movie where a guy who looks badass is going around killing people I even like. Chucky is such a presence. Or Charles, as he's referred to in this movie for some reason. <laughs> he tells this kid, Tyler, his name is Charles Lee Ray one time. And from now on, his name is Charles. And he eventually even says, stop calling me that. And I wonder why he said, stop calling me that. And why? Because he gave himself the nickname of Chucky. You know, he wants to be called Chucky. And he apparently doesn't want to be called Charles. So that's interesting. But I think this new kid who plays Andy Barkley, I think he does a pretty good job. He's very invested. He emotes well. He really makes me believe he could be Andy from, you know, the other movies. It's sad that we're not, we never even get like a cameo from that mom. How could she not do one cameo? But I guess she allowed her picture to be in the movie. Uh, just like we get a picture of Andy two times in the movie. And we, we oddly enough get a picture of Charles Lee. We get a picture of uh, Brad Dorf as Charles Lee Ray on the night he was killed. Like, who took that picture? <laughs> it's like the same thing with the Jason picture from Part 5. When he was showing, like, who, and it looked like Jason was in the shower. Like, who's taking these pictures? I want to know. Or who took the picture of Lori sitting on the stoop in Halloween 1 that Jamie could look at in Halloween 4? But anyway, so like I said, this movie picks up right after the last one. They're in that big factory. The melted Chucky is there. His blood gets into the vat. 
the company decides to re-release the good guy line, and they gift the first doll off the line to the shot caller there. Uh, and of course, it's Chucky. Uh, so he offs the dude with all of his toys, uh, and it's a great, fun kickoff to a child's play film. It's fun. It was done well. You get a little nostalgic where after he chokes him out, he strangles him. He says, just like, it's like the good old days. <laughs> so after eight years of shuffling around foster care, Andy's in a military school. The little kid, Tyler, uh, who's in this movie that becomes Chucky's focal point, he's asked to deliver a package. <laughs> Everywhere Andy goes, somebody delivers him a good guy doll. It's, it's amazing. But uh, he discovers that it's a good guy doll, which he saw that commercial while Andy was getting a haircut from a creepy, uh, what do you call a, a, a file? of some, Not a pedophile, but uh, when you're into cutting little boy's hair? Like, who takes photographs of a kid and keeps locks of his hair on a wall? Like, how into cutting hair can you be? I mean, to the point where he's willing to cut a doll's hair. I mean, that is just insane. And, of course, that character is played by Andrew Robinson, who everybody knows from the Hellraiser movies, or Hellraiser movie, but who I know from Trancers 3. He's the villain of Trancers 3. So, I know a lot of you like to just dismiss Trancers, like it's not a real thing, and yeah, yeah, he keeps mentioning that, but I'm not going to watch that. I'm telling you, they're, they're, it, it's a thing. Transfers Trilogy, check it out. So Tyler decides to keep the good guy doll for himself, and he reacts pretty well to a doll talking to him, like having a full-blown conversation and fucking shit and all this stuff. Like, he doesn't, it doesn't even phase him. He just kind of tells him to stop cursing at one point. It doesn't even occur to him that a doll could never do this. Like, what rock has this kid been living under? His whole, he seems like a pretty bright kid. He's... He's, he's sharp, he's... I don't know, he just doesn't seem dumb. He doesn't seem like a mouth breather to the point where he wouldn't realize that this is not normal. So Chucky realizes he can stop his pursuit of Andy, and now that he's in a new body, he could just reveal himself to somebody else now and then get into this kid's body. Man, I really gotta find a new way to explain this. So Chucky looks like a total garbage pail kid in this one. Like, he looks cute as a, you know unanimated doll, but once he starts talking and he gets the whole animatronics going and the way that his skin changes from like the shiny doll to like the that dry clay or rubber look or whatever that is, like he looks like a total garbage pail kid. I said in the last movie when his head blew up and now he just always looks like it. So Chucky's thrown out into a garbage truck. The truck driver goes in and Chucky mashes him and for some weird reason he the, the guy who Chucky mashed decides to stick his arm out between a closing wall. <laughs> like, dude, if this thing's closing on you, find a way to make it work in there so you survive. Don't uh, just keep an arm. What's, what's you cutting your arm off going to do? So Chucky cuts Andy's Achilles heel? Uh, okay. Because every time that happens in any other horror movie, they don't run around later on. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but uh, yeah, he cuts his Achilles heel, reveals himself to uh, Andy, and for some reason tells Andy his entire plot. Like Chucky, have you watched the last two movies? <laughs> 
Why are you telling him anything? Why put any possibility out there that someone can stop you again? Especially a guy who stopped you two times before, doing it to himself. Now all he has to do is protect somebody else and yet still tell him the news. Like, are you that confident that you were going to kill him just now in that room? Like, that's insane. And Chucky, this time, he's going to be a bro. <laughs> so Chucky's going to be black. And he's, because Tyler is a blackhead. And so Chucky, so Chucky, and then this whole thing, oh, God. You know, and I'm not ragging on the movie. I'm okay with this movie, but, you know, why would Chucky want to be a seven-year-old little boy? Like, he just happened to have to do that in Child's Play 1 because the guy said, well, who did you reveal yourself to first? And Chucky goes, oh, well, Andy. Okay, then that's the only person you could put your body in or your soul in. So, if you know that you could pick anyone on the planet, why do you not just walk out of that room that you're in with Tyler, go, okay, kid, see you later, and jump out of a window or something, and then go find, like, a, a normal, good-looking, you know, guy, healthy guy. And then when he's sleeping or something, you know, chloroform him, keep him asleep, and then do this thing on him. You know, like, I don't understand why would you pick a little boy again? Especially, like, even later on when Andy's making out with that chick, De Silva. Ugh. Chucky's like, man, I gotta become human again. Like, yeah, that's right. You want to make out and bang chicks and stuff? And and his idea is to be this little seven-year-old kid, Tyler? Does he realize he can only hook up with seven-year-old girls if he does this? Just, like, the weirdest thing. I don't know. I don't understand that whole part. So, you know, the, the guy who basically is supposed to be tormenting Andy through this whole thing is the guy sort of running the military school, this kid, Ellis... And, you know, he sees Andy with the Chucky doll. You know, he's the guy who yells in everyone's face. And that girl, De Silva, called him an asshole and stuff. And, you know, she's supposed to be the chick of the movie and stuff. And then sort of the love interest of Andy in a nonchalant way. Just kind of makes out with him. Shows interest when she's with the other girl looking through his records and stuff. But, yeah, I I don't like De Silva. Uh, Well, I don't like her look. I know, like, a lot of girls who have that look to them. Like, she has that, a certain look, like a prototype that's, that I've seen a lot of times in girls, and I hate it. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't attract me at all. And, yeah. Not my type. But she's a good, strong female character and all that good stuff, but yeah. So the guy running the whole thing is a guy named Connell Cochran. <laughs> well, it's spelled like the same way, but it's like uh, Colonel, I guess, Cochran in this in this movie. Uh, I wonder if that was an homage to Halloween 3. So Chucky is instantly disappointed when he goes to kill Colonel Cochran because this old man gets a heart attack and dies. <laughs> and Chucky's like, what the fuck? So we get back to this haircutting dude again, and he is, like I said, way too into cutting kid's hair and now he's gonna cut Chucky's hair and it was the last I had two loud laugh out loud moments in this movie and one of them was when Chucky slices his throat and he goes presto you're dead (laughs) because throughout the whole movie this asshole was going 
every time he got off on cutting a guy's hair and making him bald, which none of them were bald, by the way. I mean, it was the, I expected a lot different, you know, people look after they got out of his chair. I don't know what is going on with these haircuts, but they're not that embarrassing that you'd make fun of the guy when he when he leaves his chair. I mean, they look like pretty normal haircuts. And they had pretty a lot of length on their hair, too, so I, I don't know. But uh, every time he cut someone's hair, he'd go, presto, you're bald. <laughs> so Chucky saying, presto, you're dead, was amazing. Again, Tyler not realizing that it's weird that a doll can run around a, a, a hallways playing hide-and-seek with you is mind-boggling. But an hour and eight minutes into the movie, uh, Tyler realizes that uh, Chucky is a bad guy. You know, all the fucks and shits and everything didn't uh, convince him that he might not be really a good person. Yeah, I mean, then again, I say those words, and I'm, I'm a really, really good guy. So Chucky replaced the... Uh, okay, so there's a, a paintball, uh, like a skirmish battle here in the military school. They divide the school up into two teams, the red team and the blue team. And uh, I guess, you know, they're going to... I don't even pay attention, but they're going to capture a flag or I don't know, something like that. So they're going to shoot the guys with the paintballs. If you have red on you, you're dead. If you have blue on you, you're dead. And uh, Chucky replaces the red team's bullets with live rounds instead of paint. It's amazing because then this guy shoots the asshole, the movie Ellis, and he blows a hole through his chest. Oh, my God. Like, he, Chucky made the guy from the red team go Alec Baldwin on this guy's ass, shooting him with a real bullet unbeknownst to him. Like, wow. That was insane. And another absolutely LOL moment was when uh, this kid Whitehurst, <laughs> Chucky throws a grenade to, like, kill Andy De Silva and... Uh, the other guy who's under Ellis and I guess he would have killed more people too so this guy Whitehurst jumps on top of the grenade and when it explodes it is hilarious to watch his body oh it was so funny both of those moments with the presto you're dead and that I laughed just as loud and just as equal both times great so the third act lands us in a carnival, like this amusement park, and it was like the haunted section. Really cool. Chucky gets half of his face sliced off. He looked great throughout the rest of this movie. And I have this little figure I think NECA made. It's like a five-inch Chucky figure, and you could pick which heads you want on him. And I have this one. It is great, the way he looks in, at the end of this movie. Um, and I, I'm used to, I'm more partial to the clean good guy doll look because I like the idea of it looking nice but being evil. And obviously when he's just stitched up or like this, it's just obvious he's evil. So it doesn't play. It doesn't have that same, you know, thing to it. But um, I, I'm, this is growing on me, this whole look here. And that's, and that's why I got my figure, that little figure like that. So during the incantation, Andy shoots Chucky's arm off. He just blows it right off. And then he blows him off the mountain of skulls because he, like, blasts him. I thought in the chest. I know you could kill him in part one if you shoot him in the heart. I guess he didn't get that close to the heart or anything. But, um, yeah, he, he shoots him. He falls off a mountain. You know, once again, that did not kill Chucky. Chucky's back only to get his hand cut off. Uh, and then uh, he falls down into this huge fan 
like very dangerous fan inside this amusement park and it's it just obliterates the shit out of him and um i really appreciate this and this is one of my favorite you're, you're gonna think this is kind of dumb or weird but i don't know um i'm i kind of feel like sometimes those those last two movies were drawn out a little bit like him coming back and back and back and back i don't know it was okay and all that stuff but i think at this point the whole thing of coming back 20 times is wearing out its welcome so i really appreciate the abrupt ending here that this did not go on forever it's okay to the events to go on forever but not when you think you killed chucky and then you just don't and then you don't and then you don't and then you don't that i don't like one too many times is is no good for me so i really appreciate that and that was great and it's an amazing death really is so like i said i really like the whole military atmosphere and setting it's very refreshing and Ellis was a decent asshole. He wasn't even that bad. I, you know, I really expected him to be a lot worse. He didn't. He wasn't that unreasonable for most of the movie. When you think about it, the third act had great atmosphere. The whole carnival uh, amusement park thing looked great. Really great uh, set design. I, I gotta say though, I couldn't help but feel a little dumb when the when the colonel said, "When you grow up, you put away childish things," and I'm just like. Yeah, don't go in my showcase room, Colonel Cochran. I'm like 42, and yeah, I, I didn't uh, I didn't put any of this stuff away. And I'll say, you know, even though it was established that Andy now faces the possibility of death, because in the other movies, you know, he had to keep him alive because he was putting his soul into his body. But in this case, now Andy is facing death. And although that's the case, I never really felt the threat of death was real with Andy. You just don't get that feeling. You know, they kill off main cast members a lot of times and and stuff like that, but yeah, and especially the third movie in. It's kind of like the Tommy Jarvis in part six. That's his third movie there, and I didn't think he was ever really going to die. I mean, when Jason was choking him out on the boat and he went underwater and stuff, yeah, I I guess he could have. Yeah, you know what? I guess he... I might have felt like he might have died and it would just be Megan as the final girl. So, yeah. But in this movie, nope. Ain't like I felt that uh, De Silva would be the final girl or anything. You know, I... Nope. And I surely didn't think uh, Tyler was going to die. Hell no, they weren't going to kill that kid. And I really didn't think De Silva was going to die. I mean, she didn't. So, I mean, she got shot, but did you guys feel any any real threat of death? Nope. Not really. And you know, oddly enough, this aunt, this Tyler kid, he never did anything with his career at all. He did this movie, something I never heard of, and he did the Christmas episode of Say by the Bell, which I just watched like three days ago. He was at, obviously, the little black kid in the hospital when he was making fun of how Slater wraps gifts. That's him. He was like, who wrapped this? You know? So it lo- how could you be an actor that young and be that good, frankly, at that age? And, uh, like, he's better than I am now. You saw my movie. We just went over it 50 times this week. And this kid is a better actor than me. But he did nothing. Nothing. He, The kid has a good look to him. He's a, he's a good actor. He has a good presence. He, He's a likable character. I don't know. 
But yeah, no, he didn't do anything with his career. All he'll ever be known for is being the only person who ever called Chucky Charles, <laughs> or at least consistently. And it's and that's another thing. They wanted to change the feel of the movie, I guess, a little bit by you always hearing the word Charles instead of Chucky. I don't know. But yeah, overall, I gotta say, you know, I used to say that. Well, not used to. I just kind of said that the Child's Play TV show. I find it more entertaining than the movies were. But I think these movies are growing on me. Maybe this is the year of the Chuck for me. So, uh, I give Chucky Part 3 a a 3.5 out of 5. I kind of really like it, so it's a 3.5. There you go. So, Bride of Chucky, we did do that in our Jump the Shark show. So, what I'm going to do is give an intro, insert my Jump the Shark segment from almost 10 years ago so you don't have to go fishing for it it's only like seven minutes and then i'll give an outro and i think that'll be cool because you can at least hear how horrible i was when i first started podcasting because i'm so great now right and you can hear the difference of how things evolve and like maybe i was a little too hard on it back then maybe i was just really attempting to find the shark jumper or something and then i listened to people who said that's the one. I don't know. And then, you know, I, I went... Because I, I remember the last time I watched it, I, I wasn't... I didn't think it was anything like a big drop-off or anything from anything I just saw in the last three movies. So, yeah. Well, we'll see how that goes. So, tune in Thursday, December 30th, the day before New Year's Eve.